Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 49 of Brews Less Travel, the podcast exploring the best uncharted beer cities across the U.S. I'm your host, Brian, and we've got a new city to feature, which means new breweries, new beers, and a new co-host, co-hosts, plural, co-hosts. Please, everybody, uh, help me in welcoming uh, Glenn and Ethan from the Beer Ventures podcast. How's it going, guys? It's going great, Brian. Yeah, I, I understand that probably the reason you rarely have uh, two of us here is it's so hard saying all those consonants together. Guests. Guests. Hosts. Guests. Yes. Fun editing this one, Franny, with all the, the hard S's. We're getting close to beatboxing on this one. You throw all yes. those together. It's going to be good. Hey, Brian, yes, thanks for having us. us. Yeah. Thanks for coming. So, yeah. can, can you tell everybody at home a little bit about yourself? We got a little icebreaker here. Break the ice. Get things going. Well, Glenn, why don't you go first? Oh, sure, sure. I didn't know which would be more polite. I was still still trying to figure that. Sorry, wrong show. Um, yeah, I am Glenn. Uh, I'm coming here out of Astoria in New York City in Queens. Uh, I was born in California. I, uh, I grew up in Ohio, but I've been in uh, New York for the last quarter of a century. Uh, my favorite uh, styles of beer are reflected in my beer venture name, which is Captain Porter Brown Stout. Uh, all of my favorite beers are listed all there together. Um, and uh, and I guess I should probably say something that's not about beer, even though that's the main reason that uh, that we're all here. I uh, I was noticing that one the our brewery tonight, Lake Monster. I felt like I'd heard about it before, but not associated with Minnesota uh, because uh, my sister lives in Vermont, and oh. they have a baseball team there called the Lake Monsters, and she has actually sung the national anthem before at least one of their games. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Right. So, so that's, uh, yeah. Shout out to my buddy Todd, who lives there and is a huge uh, minor league baseball fan and maybe even saw uh, that national anthem be sung. Well, I, I had a feeling that if our, uh, if our founders were here, that they probably wouldn't be surprised by any of that. <laughs> oh, no, it goes all the way back. Um, Trivial but, to those uh, of us in the room now. Yeah. Well, uh, and hey, folks, my name is Ethan. Uh, I'm also coming to you from New York City. Uh, however, uh, I know. Uh, however, uh, that's not where I started my uh, existence, career, beer drinking adventures, uh, because I grew up in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So that's an I'm, interesting city. It is. It's it's an interesting one. It's got a twin on the other side. We don't talk about it. It's, yeah. it's fine. Um, so I'm really excited to be hanging out uh, this week, repping some of my old hometown uh, misadventures, potentially. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but um, and uh, I uh, I am definitely as I have sort of grown in my beer drinking as I move from the Midwest to the East Coast, I continue to take on this New England style IPA, although a fondness for my roots are bringing me back to what is now being called the Midwest IPA, which perhaps uh we can talk a little bit more about uh and uh when i'm not drinking beer with people on the internet or walking around new york city talking about things uh i basically get paid to talk for a living uh and i started that when i was pretty young because my weird non-beer fact is that when i was in um uh, freshman in high school back in my hometown of Minneapolis, uh, I got massive extra credit and really only passed algebra because I decided to memorize pi to a hundred digits to push myself over the edge. So wow. I will, I will, I will use my words to get me where I need to go. And so I'm excited to be chatting with beer, uh, with you guys for the next couple of weeks. Since you said you did that in high school, correct? Yes. Yes. Have you memorized more digits or do you feel like oh. you've, you've lost 
since I, since I probably lost. I do uh, annually on, I mean, uh, on the uh, Pi Day, which is, you know, March 14th, I will do a recitation and I feel like it's gotten foggier. <laughs> It's gotten a little foggier in there. I'm not, I don't know that we still get to the hundred digits all the time. Um, yeah. We get close, but I don't think we've quite made it there. I'll have to, I'll have to double check myself uh, on something at some point, yeah. but well, it's good to honor that. Speaking of um, made up, not made up, very important holidays that we should all be respect. I would like to wish all of you, uh, may the fourth be with you. Yes, happy yes. Star Wars Day, everyone. Yes, yes. happy mm-hmm. Star Wars Day, everyone. And may the fourth be with you. I wish we for were those who celebrate. Yeah, for the <laughs> yeah, respect to this freedom from star wars as well yeah yes exactly uh, yes to, um shout out to everybody at home and shout out uh welcome back to our subscribers and a special shout out shouts out uh to our new subscribers how you doing well this month uh we we just left des moines iowa which is a fantastic city we had a lot of fun there but we're moving north this month to the state of hockey uh, as you can see here, we have two co-hosts, Ethan and Glenn, and this month we're featuring two cities. I'm very excited that our featured cities for this month are the Twin Cities of <gasps> Minneapolis and St. Paul, as you can see from the, our viewers what? can see. Oh, from so we will there. be talking about St. Paul. We will. Yes, we will also be talking about St. Paul as much shade as Ethan's going to throw off of it, uh, add it right off the back. Just throw one of the cities that we're featuring under the bus. Great way to start the month, Ethan. I know. I got got to make sure that that, that St. Paul knows knows where they stand in my heart, even though I will say I drunk a lot more St. Paul brewed beer than I think I have Minneapolis brewed beer. So, oh, I know. I know. This is this is this is when the, 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 the punches get thrown, I'm afraid. Okay, and speaking of drinking beer from the Twin Cities area, tonight we'll be drinking beers from our featured brewery, Lake Monster Brewing Company from St. Paul. Exactly. Uh, we're going to be uh, we're going to be drinking their Last Fathom and their Apricot Goza, and we're going to get th- things kicked off. Like, let, let's get into it. Let's get into our first beer, boys. Let's crack this. Let's, let's crack this Last Fathom open. Start right. drinking. Fantastic. I'm, I'm thirsty. I got to say. Okay. Yes. Already foaming I, over the top a little bit there. I have to say that I shamelessly ate not one but two buffalo chicken hoagies before we started this podcast, so I'm very thirsty right now. Brian, you have made all the correct choices in life. That's just <laughs> what I'm learning tonight. All right. They Ooh. it is it is a wonderful food truck that makes buffalo chicken hoagies with uh the the chicken meat from uh confit cooked wings. Ooh. But uh, we're not this isn't a food podcast. This is a beer podcast. Cheers, boys. Uh, Cheers. Oh my gosh. So this is Lake Monster Brewing Company's mm. Last Fathom. It is a wild rice dunkel lager. Wild oh, rice fun. is the official state grain of the state of Minnesota. And the official description says a Munich style dunkel brewed with the addition of Minnesota's official state grain. Wild rice. This is a really nice beer. Five point five percent ABV. Nice dark lager. Uh, Ethan, what are you thinking? I mean, I uh, right off the bat, I love all the the beautiful sort of like fizzy head that you've got. That's kind of now receding down to a gorgeous edge foam. And uh, I've never had. Uh, I've had a lot of wild rice in my life. It's sort of a rite of passage if you grow up in Minnesota. In fact, I have wild rice in my kitchen right now because that's just what happens. It comes home with you. It travels. Um, so I've never had a beer with it, but this kind of toasty car- caramel color is what I'd expect from something like that. So I'm really kind of intrigued by all the caramelly notes that I'm already getting off the nose. Nice. Yeah. And our resident dark beer expert for the month of May, 
Uh, Glenn, what are you thinking? You know, I, I honestly love this one. I, uh, even though for me, every season is stout season. Uh, if I'm ever to go a little bit lighter in the off season and the, the one where it's harder to find the stout, I can always enjoy a good black lager or in this case, uh, this dunkel. And, uh, yeah, I love those caramelly notes. You're talking about nice, uh, that sort of bready texture to it. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's got a strong character, but still a bit of a light body. It's I, I I love the dark loggers because you get that beautiful roast character, those dark yeah. caramel tones, but then it just gets toned down on the end by that crisp lager finish. It's it's such a nice exemplification of balance in beer, you know. Yeah, um, and this is great. Lake Monster, great brewing company, uh, out yeah. of St. Paul. Actually, the last place I visited on my way out of town. Really? Uh, when I was there, yeah, yeah. I spent uh, I was I spent three days there actually, and just okay. by chance of schedule, this was the last place I visited uh, before I left the wonderful Twin Cities. Um, and uh, Lake Monsters actually been around for some time. Uh, they started in 2013. Actually, started contracting with a brewery out of Wisconsin. Uh, that contract brewing, if you do not know, is when one brewery pays another brewery to say, uh, here's our recipe. Please brew this beer for us. We'll give, we'll pay for all the materials and, and labor and stuff like that, and we'll pay for you to package it. And then we're going to sell it under our brand, and we'll, we'll deal with all the regulation. And that's how a lot of breweries get started. That's actually how Sam Adams got started. I don't know how many people oh. know that. Actually, right here in Pittsburgh. Hey. Brian, Brian I, I'm curious, yeah. uh, for that, for contract brewing, do they always just ha- pass the labor on to the brewery or they ever like rent space in the brewery and brew it themselves there that 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 happens as well glenn i okay. believe because that's some- how i always assumed contract brewing was it never even occurred to me the way you're describing it right now yeah there are there are breweries that exist we're just to get into a, a contract brewing tangent there are breweries that exist that that just brew other people's beer all the time that's they just fair. contract brew a very famous one or very i don't know not very famous one but pretty well known one here in southwestern pa is city brewing company which exists in the old rolling rock uh facility in latrobe oh. uh-huh. and they brew i I've, i know they used to brew all the pittsburgh brewing company stuff they brewed red stripe there for a while they brewed four local loco there they brewed twisted tea there they brewed uh seltzer there they brewed all kinds of different stuff there um and then glenn what you're referring to i think i've heard that called like gypsy brewing well that's what i've heard we'll go around and like hey let me rent your tanks see here's the thing is that i just assumed contract brewing is what we were calling that since we generally don't say gypsy brewing anymore Mm, pikey brewing (laughs) i I just figured figured there was essentially the same thing but contract is, is the safer thing to say I, yeah. Oh, and, but but uh, it's interesting that I know there's one uh, as well and a big one in Wisconsin that is almost entirely other people's beer. Uh, for instance, Collective Arts, which is in uh, Hamilton, mm. Ontario. Yep. Their American beer is brewed in Wisconsin because even though it has to come, you know, for some of us, Hamilton might be closer. It's still easier for us to get beer from Wisconsin than from Ontario. Yeah. Yeah. So the contract route is the way that many breweries will go because you don't have to buy all your equipment. You don't have to invest in, in, in your own space. You can get your product out there and start to make a name for yourself. And that's exactly what Lake Monster did. They started contract brewing in 2013 and 2015, they opened the tap room and production space that I was lucky enough to visit. It's at the foot of the Vandalia water tower, which is this 80 year old 100 foot tall water tower that sits in front of this uh historic building uh that lake monster is now inside of it's very beautiful and for those watching at home you can see uh some of the wonderful art as our uh background 
for tonight. And uh, for those checking out the YouTube, shout out to our YouTube subscribers. Like and subscribe, Ooh. of course. Uh, <laughs> we will be showing pictures of the wonderful brewing and the wonder wonderful building. If you're listening, just just go look it up. Google Lake Monster. It's a beautiful production facility. You know what? Actually, you should Google uh, your city to Minneapolis. You should put in flight information. You should fly there and you go to Lake Monster and drink their beers. Just go all Minneap- the way with it. Minneapolis-St. Paul is a lovely airport. You could get on some mm-hmm. nice public transit. It'll get you to downtown Minneapolis or St. Paul. It's all good. You can, Don't drink and drive. Just take the take the, um, take the metro. metro transit. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It goes right there. Yeah, I, I was looking at the website and I was impressed that uh, their bio on the website seemed to be written in local dialect. That was kind of fun. Uh, yes. And in addition to that, uh, I loved that uh, some of their, their I'm, I'm a, a big fan of some of the people who they're a big fan of and have named some of their beers after everyone from uh, Prince, obviously, because he's a local, uh, yeah. but also uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. They're, they've had they beers uh, inspired by both of them. That's a that's a wide, wide range of inspiration. Yeah. Um, I don't remember and, what the what the RBG one was called, but the Prince one was just it was called Purple Rain, so I just assumed it had yeah. to be that. It's right there. Yeah, yeah. You assume it was purple too. Um, the we got a nice sticker from Link Monster as well, yes. included yeah. in the box for our subscribers with a cute little like monster tail and an eye sticking out of it. Looks like a very appropriate uh, Lake Monster, and being the land of ten thousand lakes, you know. Seems like a reasonable name for a brewery. If we're thinking naming here, <laughs> absolutely. That's that is it's an exactly why Lake Monster is named why they are. But not only the the, the Lake Monsters that may dwell in the Minnesota lakes, yes. but Lake Monsters throughout the world, such as Nessie, yeah. Ch- Champy, uh, mm-hmm, the Lake Monster that's referenced by the Vermont baseball team that was brought. Up oh, earlier. that's the one. Is it called yes. Lake Lake Champlain? Champy. I guess. Yeah, right? yeah, okay, Champy that would make sense. Yeah, yeah, and Minnesota's own Peppy. Don't forget about Peppy. Peppy, you know, don't if you, sleep if on you Peppy. don't sleep on Peppy. No, <laughs> you, you need a lake monster for Lake Peplin and also for the mighty Mississippi River, which separates these two fair cities. Uh, in I'm fact, learning so if, much tonight. I know if, if I remember going all the way back that there was a there was a whole competition to see if we could catch Peppy on film and you got a $50,000 reward. You had to have a clear picture and mm-hmm. biologists from the University of Minnesota had to confirm DNA from the monster and then fame and fortune would be yours. Um, and I'm pretty sure no one's founder yet. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. But here's the thing. I'm still holding out hope. Those University of Minnesota scientists are very busy, so they might just not have gotten around to the DNA verification yet. That That is a long way to go. They're like, yeah, well, you you can do a picture, but we also need DNA verification. I, I know. Just just reward somebody for the picture. If they fake the picture really well. like I agree. Well, and I like to I like to believe that the ten thousand plus lakes of Minnesota have got to have some monsters in them. Like it's it's like aliens in outer space, right? There's just so many opportunities. There's got to be a monster somewhere. There really does. Yeah, that so. makes sense to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so we've talked about Minneapolis. We've talked about St. Paul. But technically, the Twin Cities uh, is the area in and around the cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul. Although the United States Office of Management and Budget officially designates 15 counties as the Minneapolis, St. Paul, Bloomington, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Metropolitan Statistical Area. It's just it's just easier to say Twin Cities. I yeah, there's a lot going on there. That's that's a lot 
there's a lot happening there, okay? Because like, there's a lot. No, because you got Bloomington, which is the Mall of America. Then you know yes. you, you're just a hop, skip, and a jump over to Wisconsin, which let's remember is a different state. Different state, um, yep, correct. Different state, which has their own whole beer situation over there. You know, mm-hmm. which I think for you know is something that's worth noting. Um, and but the the thing that is being being really lumped together here, which I just need to to get this off my just Minnesota and Wisconsin have a huge cheese rivalry. I don't know Ooh. if you're aware of this. I did, I, I'm not. I didn't either. Now, Wisconsin is just Wisconsin. No, Wisconsin says that they are the cheese state, and you know, if you follow football, they've got the hats and the cheese heads and all that thing. But yeah, the the, the state of Minnesota actually produces more milk. All right, I'll so, believe it. So I just I feel like I'm, I'm glad we're, we're meeting this out just a little bit more, just to be clear, just to be clear. Yeah, no, it may, I mean, it makes sense that uh, with all the all the land and the same climate and everything, you'd have access to all the same sort of things. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, is it that you have things that are in some ways more interesting to promote than cheese? And that's why Wisconsin glommed on it. And Minnesota said, you know, you can have the cheese. You guys are really invested. You're excited about the cheese. We're going to talk about other stuff. We're going to, and, and I'm not talking about lutefisk here. Well, if you have, here's the thing: don't knock it till you tried it. Okay, yeah, yeah. It, it's it is it is dried out fish that's soaked in lye and then reconstituted with a lovely jelly finish. You put some butter, salt, and pepper on that, and you hang out with all the like eighty year old <sighs> ladies down at the church down the street, and that is some excellent Christmas time fare. Um, that that's said, awful. once you've yeah, that said, it is very much an acquired taste. I have tried yeah. to convince some more local friends to it, and they are not really really down with the loot fisk. So no, no. So that whole area, Twin Cities, about three million people that live there. What I find very interesting uh, overall about Minnesota, I'm a huge hockey fan. Growing up in, of course, Pittsburgh, idolized Mario Lemieux. Uh, Penn's got a win last night. That's just, that when we recorded this. Neither here nor there. But uh, Minnesota is known as the state of hockey, and they call it that because there is literally almost 1% of the population of the state is registered as some kind of hockey player with the USA Hockey Association. Literally, like, almost 60,000 people, 55,000 players are registered with USA Hockey. Almost 1% of the population of Minnesota plays hockey in some way. There are more American-born hockey players that go on to play pro pro hockey that come out of Minnesota than anywhere else. So I am very much down with Minnesota. Minnesota sounds like it's almost an honorary Canadian province. Yes. I I mean... If you hear if you hear like born and bred Minnesotans talk, yeah, uh, yeah. We, we we got those long O's in there. You know, it's oh, yeah. very, we do, we do say sorry a little bit. So uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we're right there. There's even a, a chunk. Yeah, there's even a little chunk of Minnesota that's kind of surrounded by Canada. Yeah, you know, it's just out there, yeah. it's separated by a lake. So yeah, we got we got a connection to our friends up north. It's close, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and isn't Ontario like loaded with lakes too? I think Ontario is like very lakey as well. I think I think you're right about that. I, uh, like there's Lake Ontario. Yeah, that, there's, that, there, there's a great. <laughs> I'm sure lake. there are more. Yes, but there's one of them. There's at yeah. least one. We have one single confirmed. great lake. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't the know there'd be a lake quiz today. <laughs> yeah, like uh, tune in to Bruce Less Traveled Lake Lake Facts. Lake uh, Facts. Lake, bodies of water less traveled. Um, well, onto the beer. Yes. Thank now you. Now talk My about goodness. Emerson Lake and Palmer. Uh, exactly. <laughs> uh, 80 Ricky breweries. Uh, around okay. 80 breweries in the tw- Twin Cities. That is more so wild. Puns. It's mm-hmm. crazy. There's yeah. so many breweries. 
to, to, to give context here in Pittsburgh, a lot of people think we, we have a decent beer scene. We have about mm. 55, I think, in the uh, metro area. There's about 2 million people here. And uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul is rocking a solid around 80 breweries in that area. Um, Surly being the oldest oh, craft yeah. brewery in the Twin mm-hmm. Cities. A lot of people probably familiar with Surly, especially in the last few years, making big publicity across the country. Uh, top 30 brewery in the country, I believe, in oh. terms of overall uh, output. Um, huge me. brewery. And yeah, because there's so many breweries, because we have two cities, or uh, if you're the United States Office of Management and Budget, because we have in Minneapolis, St. Paul, Bloomington, Minnesota, uh, Wisconsin Metropolitan Statistical Area, we have five breweries we're featuring this month. So we're featuring Lake Monster. We're going to be Love featuring it. Uda Pills and Modus next week, or Modus, excuse me. Uh, we're going to be featuring Fair State the week after that and Falling Knife, uh, great breweries uh from the twin cities area and speaking of breweries in the twin cities area there are some really cool things going on there this week and we're going to get into why we don't have a guest tonight in a second here but guys you think it's a good time to get into this goza all right perpetually always Let's take a beer break. Did you know that Minneapolis has the largest enclosed skybridge system in the world? What's a skybridge, you ask? Well, they are bridge-like structures that connect buildings over a street. Minneapolis has nine and a half miles of enclosed pathways connecting 80 city blocks. And while they are a refuge to pedestrians in the colder months nowadays, they were actually originally conceived as a city planning solution rerouting pedestrians from busy sidewalks and streets and into the sky. Well, they were originally built in the 60s, so that uh, 1920s voice doesn't really work here. Anyway, let's get back to the show. I will say I am digging sort of the minimalist can art the fact that whatever the major uh whatever the major thing that we're highlighting seems to be grabbed by some sort of lake monster pulling its way down i like i like their branding it really is and you know exactly what you're getting is is this lake monster picking apricots off of a tree it is i'll take it i'll take it yeah let's see what we got here so beer number two here mm-hmm. it's lake monsters apricot goza it is a tart german style wheat beer brewed with sea salt coriander and apricot and that's from the official untapped description there 4.9 percent abv just a classic uh goza conditioned on some apricot Ooh. and that apricot cheers is jumping two. right up oh, yes yeah. cheers. really mm-hmm. really cheers. Every every ounce of that is just coming right out of the, the, the glass in a beautiful way. Oh, slancha oh, for sure. Yes. Mm. Mm. Very oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The salt for me is very present. Oftentimes, I feel like sometimes with the goza, I don't feel quite as much salt. But for me, I'm getting a lot of that nice salt character in this one, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, know, like, I like how the salt is. Uh, it was, It's interesting because it is. It it's it the salt sort of does the job so the fruit doesn't have to be sour. Very true. Uh, yep. it, so it's like it's technically a sour, but the goza is completely its own thing. And I mm-hmm. sometimes I kind of prefer gozas to sours, and I really like the saltiness. I've mm-hmm. I've I've had a few like really great margarita gozas I love, and this one is this one is outstanding. 
the salinity brings a nice balance to everything yeah. and i feel like the the apricot really plays right in line with both of those balancing ingredients in here both the the salt and the the sour mm-hmm. and uh this is a very very enjoyable beer as kit kat and matt p have pointed out the apricot is just excellent in this beer oh it's yeah. just so enjoyable Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Yes. So Lake Monster clearly picked some uh, ripe ones for us. Excellent job. Mm -hmm, Good job, Peppy. mm -hmm. Yeah, it got got me thinking. I'm not even positive. I have a hard time thinking if I've ever had a ripe apricot because I feel most of the apricots I've had in my life have been dried. Uh, I I feel like I had like dried apricots as a kid a lot. I don't think I've had a ripe apricot. I've had ripe peaches. Yeah, oh, definitely fruits, peaches. Yeah, yeah, nectarines. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I, I've even, I, I, and that's the thing when I try and imagine in my head what a what a apricot, a fresh apricot looks like. All I can see in my head is a peach. <laughs> I just, think just like, do they look? They look similar, right? Probably, yeah. It's it's probably I, not wrong, I, but yeah. I, I mean, if we if we look at what our little monster is holding, that definitely has a peach element to it. It looks kind yeah. of appley. I see the curve. Um, but I don't. It's not quite as fuzzy as I as I'd expect. Right, I guess. and a little I mean, more leafy. A little more leafy, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. Um, yeah, Kit Kat actually questions whether people actually eat fresh apricot, but uh, Jonathan says they are like tiny peaches. A junior peach from Scotty. I like it. All right. It's okay. Cool. A junior peach. Yeah. So it's a peach like, with so something a, to strive for. So an apricot <laughs> is to a peach uh, as, like, say, a tangerine is to an orange. Right. I'll take tiny. that. Kinda. I think this is reasonable. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. mandarin is to an orange. Okay. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Y'all, we're going to kill yeah. the SATs, just FYI, fruit, with these analogies. Fruit facts. Yeah, fruit facts. Fruit facts and so. lake facts. That's what you come here for. Yeah, that's <laughs> fruit lake facts. That's good. Yeah, beer is great. So uh, we are kicking off May's shows here and our shows featuring the Twin Cities with a little bit of an unorthodox episode. You know, we're just here shooting the shit. And that is because... We cannot get a guest in the beer world tonight because something massive is happening in the Twin Cities right now. So uh, right now, the Craft Brewers Conference is happening in Minneapolis for the first time. Glenn and Ethan, do you know anything about the Craft Brewers Conference? Have you ever attended? I have never attended. Uh, it's, it's, it's funny. <laughs> either I would imagine that the reason we can't get a guest is either because they're at the Craft Beer Conference or if they're not there, they don't want to admit that they're not there. <laughs> Ethan, your 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 feeling. I have never been. Uh, I have okay. known people who have been through okay. different uh, varieties and have have watched people's Instagram stories tell me all about it. But uh, Brian, have you ever been? Yes, I have been twice. Um, there you and, go. And <laughs> thank you for setting me up for that. It's, it's if you know that it's, it's, it's if you knew that's where I was going. Uh, so the Craft <laughs> Brewers Conference and Brew Expo America is the largest gathering of brewery industry professionals. And, and as Glenn alluded to, everybody in the industry uh, in the Minneapolis area is either at the conference or they are at their tap rooms because there are well over 12,000 beer industry professionals that have ascended Whoa. on the Minneapolis St. Paul area uh, for from the 2nd of May through the 5th of May. We are recording this now on the 4th of May, the night before the last day of the conference. Uh, so most of the biggest parties of the conference are happening literally as we're talking right now. Um, so everybody that's in the beer world, everybody 
uh, craft beer professionals, huge cheers to you. Enjoy yourselves out there. Um, Minneapolis is a wonderful city. Minneapolis-St. Paul is a wonderful city to host CBC. And um, I can't imagine how much fun everybody is having. But that's why we're here. No guests. Now, now, now you said you've been to it twice. Tell me again uh, what the last one you were at was. So I have been both years. It's been in Denver recently. It usually switches huh. locations every year. This is the first year it's been in the Twin Cities. Last year, okay. 2021, it was in Denver, and there was very low attendance because of you know this whole big thing called COVID. Don't know if you've heard of it or not. Yeah. Um, there was only only 6,000 people in attendance last year. When I went the other time I've gone in 2019, it was also held in Denver. There was over 12,000 people, and attendance this year is rumored to have been uh, near that level. Uh, so CBC came back big time, and uh, that's why it's such a big deal. Everybody yeah. is not only going to this new city for the first time that's hosting it, but it's the first time that people are feeling really comfortable going back to this huge industry event. Mm -hmm. And uh, those tap rooms in Minneapolis and St. Paul are just going to be mobbed with beer industry professionals uh, drinking everything they have to offer. So it's a good time. Good for all them. But that's why we're here. Just the three of us. We have three like excellent guests i'm really excited for our guests this this month that we have lined up for our next three episodes but tonight you just got glenn ethan and brian you're you're your buddies your beer you're buddies, buddies. Here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 someone in the chat i uh said that uh, the uh unorthodox ones are their favorites oh yeah. no Shout no no disrespect to, to our wonderful guests because we've had a lot of wonderful guests uh, yeah. both on the ones i've been on and the ones i've listened to I always have great guests, but yeah, there is kind of a fun, special energy. Like it's uh, you know, it's like a, a, a fun little, uh, something, uh, when, when we get to just hang out, just us. Yeah. Just a treat to have some drinks together. We kind of buried the lead. We, we really didn't, we haven't talked about that yet, but both Glenn and Ethan have hosted this very show back when Molly was the wonderful host of Bruise Less Traveled. Guys, it's great to have you back. We, we got lots of cool stuff to get into this month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a ton. There's a ton come now, but I want to ask a little bit about um, when when you go to CBC and you've got yes. all this sort of stuff going on. Um, you know, uh, who's there? What are you do? Like, what's a day in the life of CBC? You know, before all the late night industry parties. Like, are you going to panels? Are you tasting beers? Like, what's going on? What what what, are, what can we imagine these people are doing? In Minneapolis I mean, it's right it's now. all that. It's all that. It's okay. it's it's a huge expo. So all of the equipment manufacturers, aluminum can manufacturers, everybody that's selling stuff to the beer industry professionals are there at the Brew Expo America, and that's a giant floor. Uh, everybody's there with their big setups, and you can walk around there and the booths that are run by the hop farms mm -hmm. and the material suppliers. They'll be pouring beer, so you can get beer all day long that's wonderful and that that's open from uh at eight o'clock until sometime in the late afternoon in addition that is a commitment i like it yeah i mean yeah. it's it's a conference mm -hmm. have a good time um mm -hmm. it also consists of you know a very traditional industry conference there's educational seminars there's a keynote speech and there's keynote speakers and there's a state of the industry presentation which is what a lot of brewery people go to see and are excited to see because that is basically the chief economist 
from the Brewers Association, which is the trade association that puts together CBC, uh, presents this the state of the industry, what what the what the craft beer world did financially in the previous year. How are taproom sales doing? How are off premise sales doing? Mm-hmm. You know, basically as it sounds, the state of the industry. How is everything doing? And it it's a it's a big moment every year when those numbers get released to see the growth of the industry, especially this year as people are kind of waiting with bated breath to see how things have turned around since the last CBC was actually only eight months ago. It's usually mm, only an annual okay. thing. CBC this year, uh, this past year was held in September. It's normally held in April or May after the closing of the annual books from the previous year so they can put Got together it. that economic report for everybody. Um, so quick turnaround time this year. They're going to uh, be – everyone is interested to see uh, what happened with last year's financials and how breweries are rebounding from what was obviously a very tumultuous time for all small businesses and uh, well, pretty much for everybody, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, we I mean, we all drank a lot of beer, so I hope that everyone was supporting their local breweries through all of that, because I know many of the ones here in, in New York and I'm sure in places like Minneapolis and all around the country did take a hit, you know, as uh, as they had to figure out how to go from kegs and, you know, bars to cans and home delivery. So, yes. Yeah. The home yeah. delivery was a big part of it, especially here in New York, uh, yeah. where they just sort of suspended a lot of the laws uh, as far as like letting a lot of breweries de- delivered directly to people's homes and uh, not having to go through the middleman. So like a bunch of breweries, I, I took advantage of that a few times myself. It was wonderful. It, it's, yeah. It's all, you know, the hind- hindsight's always twenty twenty. The past is mm. always more nostalgic, but some part of me wants to go back to that, that day of like, Oh, there's nothing to do. Let's just order beer. Do yeah. Get it delivered here. It's from a local brewery. It's wonderful. It's going to support these people that I like, and I love their beer and I love their business. And, you know, maybe that's a little nostalgia looking at the past with Rose. Well, I, well I, I think the fact that we did, <laughs> I, 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 th- I think the fact that we did that so much is part of how the uh, non-alcoholic beer industry started to suddenly flourish as well, because maybe we overdid it at least a little bit. Maybe, uh, yeah, you maybe know, some it, people overdid it. <laughs> so, um, good news for me and other Yinzers. Uh, like I mentioned, this is the first time the Twin Cities has hosted the conference and expo. Uh, the Twin Cities also hosted HomebrewCon, which Ooh. is the big homebrewer equivalent of uh, the Craft Brewers Conference. It's put on by the American Homebrewers Brewers Association, which is the BA's homebrewers arm. Okay. And uh, it's said that HomebrewCon is the trial run for CBC. So about five years ago, uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul hosted HomebrewCon. And the host of HomebrewCon this year is none other than Pittsburgh, PA. So Ooh. hopefully in a few years, we'll be talking about CBC in Pittsburgh, uh, and Pittsburgh, and we'll be nerding out about that. Or at least I will. I, just, well, well, yeah. Just... Do, you think by, do you think by then you'll be getting back into brewing your own stuff, Brian? Because I know we talked to you recently about how that uh, you haven't. You have, you have very, very, very good personal reasons why you haven't been Absolutely. brewing much for the last couple of years. But I'm wondering if, like, if you're trying to figure out a way to you know, work, open that window again. I think so. I mean, by that by that time, my daughter will be old enough that she could be a glorified she, assistant she brewer. She can help you, yeah, yeah. She can help me <laughs> mash in. She can help me Good. green out. Yeah, you know, I yeah, definitely. 
this podcast has gone very Pittsburgh centric since I've taken over, and I think uh, to nobody's pleasure but my own. But uh, uh, we move, right. we move forward. <laughs> hey, so, there's there's things to look forward to. It's good, to, it's good to have something out there that we're that we're going for, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Celebrate with me. Um, exactly. So to wrap things up here, we got a couple of get to know you questions. Um, we're gonna we're gonna answer here and then uh, wrap things up. So to each of you. You don't have to name names, but do you ever do you remember the worst beer that you ever had, uh, Glenn? Okay, uh, I don't I don't know if these ones I'm thinking of were the uh, full on worst beer uh, I've ever had, uh, but I think they're ones that I thought were kind of interesting at first, and then the more I had it, the more they uh, not not so much. There are a couple of them. One was uh, it was from. It, it, okay, we're not saying we're naming it, uh, but it was uh, it was a uh, there was bacon. It was bacon uh, was was sort of a theme in this beer. Oh, mm. and I had a taste of it, and I'm like, you know what? That's really interesting. I'll have a full pour of that. And about halfway through, I realized, you know, I think maybe a taste was all of this one that I really needed. It's it's a it's a wonderful brewery. It's a noble failure. Uh, I won't name the brewery, but it was, I, I, I just think this is funny because we have to say it. Uh, it was, it was named after Cloris Leachman's character from uh, young Frankenstein, Frau Blucher. Mm. What, why, a, what, uh, what the connection is between her and, and bacon. I just, I can't tell beer, you, yeah. but I, uh, no. it was, it was a good try. Uh, but once I had that one, I'm, like, no, I'm not having that one again. The other one is one I had a little more recently. It was a, uh, it was a basil lime. I think it was some kind of a mm. saison. Mm-hmm. And that seemed like that would be really interesting. And I had it and was like, wow, this is just way too basally. I mean, there was oh, just, it was, it was it's nice. It's nice to have yeah. like that hint of basil. Yeah. I mean, like I love making my own fresh pesto, but, uh, but I just had it and like, Ooh, that's too much basil. <laughs> um, but uh, so the, I get those don't necessarily, those are, I think, I think those are that they're, they're beers that didn't quite work, but I, I, I have to, take my hat off to them for hat off to them for a, I think it was a noble failure. Well, Glenn, you're getting some good recommendations for some potential retries on your okay. maple bacon and porters in the stout from, I uh, from see. Troy okay. and Nick there. Well, rogue, <laughs> I, I know that is uh that's from Oregon. I don't know if uh, the voodoo maple bacon makes it all the way across to our side of the country and then black where's black flag, Nick. Um, I don't either. You guys know Black Flag, and I'm sure Nick will tell me in the chat will, in a moment. If, we will. Maryland. Will, okay. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, we well, definitely there. we can. Uh, we, that, that might make it here, or it might be worthy of a road trip. Uh, and yeah, yeah. Again, and and again, like so. You saw Brian sort of perk up when I said that whole basil lime thing, uh, and I'm sure that someone can do that well. And even the brewery I went to might do that well in the future. It just it didn't work out this time. Hmm. Ethan, mm. same question. Uh, well, I mean, I've had a couple where it was like a swing and a miss from lovely craft breweries. But here's the thing. If you're swinging hard and you're missing, I'm so proud of you. Like, yeah. you know, you know, you, we, we might be a T-ball stage. We might not be graduating even to the minor leagues or even like, you know, coach pitch. But as long as we're trying, like, I'm proud of us that we're working on stuff here. But truly the worst beer that I have ever had. I was in northern Wisconsin, and perhaps this explains some of the feels here, but I had recently turned 21, and, you know, it was a time of my life when I figured it would be a good time to explore this brewed beverage that we have, and I went to the local Piggly Wiggly, which is an excellent grocery store chain for those of you who have not visited. What, what, What city were you in at the time? 
Uh, I was in Door County, Wisconsin. Okay, this is uh, that, wow! Yes. I didn't realize they went oh, yeah. that far north. Okay, I oh, thought, yeah. yeah, I thought they oh. were southern chains. Yeah, okay. No, they, they, interesting. They got, yeah. they got one up there. They got one, um, and uh, and I do recall. Yes, I miss Piggly Wiggly too. Much love to them, but um, I do recall walking in there and being like, "I know nothing of this beer thing." Look, there's something that literally just says beer on it. It was store brand generic beer. I Ooh. went home. I drank it. I spit it out, and I dumped the rest of it. And that was the low point for me. Now I was just 21 at that point. So clearly everything was uphill, but, um, but yeah, generic brand piggly wiggly beer. I'm going to say hard pass. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to piggyback on that one and say it, that uh, it was good for you for, for tossing that one aside, because if I had to say what is objectively the worst beers that I had, I would probably say m- many of the beers that I had in my first several years of beer drinking, because uh, there were no good, this is, I I'm old enough that there weren't good craft craft beers didn't really exist. <laughs> and, uh, and what I could afford was all garbage, but we drank it anyway, or we chose not to drink it, you know, as I think your origin story has a lot of in it as well. Yes, uh, for sure. But we got to turn go. it now on to Brian. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You, oh you, yeah. You started this. I've so you must have made, answer. I've definitely made some of, some of my own beers that didn't turn out very well early on in my homebrew days that were nearly undrinkable. Hmm. Uh, uh, acetate comes to mind like a like a real bad yeah yeah um but i think the i think the most like off-putting beer i ever had is there was a brewery that did a pizza beer okay Uh, oh and it it tasted like uh marinara sauce and bread and cheese in a beer um it, it it was awful it was it was really just like the the, the age old quote of they they spent too much time figuring out how and didn't ask why uh, because that makes sense. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, don't I feel know. like it's... conceptually we might be onto something. Oh. This pizza and beer, excellent combo. But oof, ouch. One of the subscribers in the chat nailed which uh, maybe maybe have, has picked up on which which beer specifically I'm alluding to. But yes, uh, Mitch, good call there. Um, so boys, we yes. got four more episodes this month. Uh, Glenn and Ethan, what are you excited for in these episodes covering the Twin Cities? Ethan first, please. Uh, yeah, okay, well, yeah. I, I mean, so I, you know, I, I, first off now have an additional reason to like check in with my dad to be like, Hey, guess what I'm drinking? Are you drinking this too? <laughs> um, but, uh, but I am excited about all of the Twin Cities breweries that you've got coming, but I am very excited to hear from uh, Fair State. Uh, they're a very cool organization that does really great beer representing the Minnesota State Fair, of course, which is a massive sort of Twin Cities and a whole statewide thing. Um, but they've got a cool organization. I've had some of their beers and I'm just excited to like chat with them and find out how they do what they do and what they're all excited about. So while I'm excited for everybody, I am excited to be chatting with uh, with those guys. Nico is very cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I may have a bit of a man crush, a small man crush on Nico. He's, he's very cool and very kind to me when uh, I visited. So mm-hmm. excited to talk to him in a couple of weeks. Glenn, what are you excited you know, for? I, I got my box a little bit late. Uh, <clears throat> and, uh, and so I haven't had a chance to do a whole lot of research. And uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I, I have to say the same thing that, that Ethan just said. Yep. Fair, Fair State is really what I'm most, uh, I, I'm, I, I know I will learn things about the other breweries that I will make them make me love them very much as well. But I first learned about Fair State uh, early on in our podcast. We had uh, one of uh, a, a, a proprietor 
of a local place actually where my beer glass is from tonight, the Beer and Cheese Collective here in Astoria. And uh, they're, they're our sponsor and they, uh, they give us b- beers regularly. And they were very excited to give us some Fair State just because of the, they were glad to have it here and glad that uh, because of their practices, the fact that they're a co-op, the fact that their union is just, uh, yep. it's, it's very, they have a really different business model from a lot of breweries around there, around. And it, uh, it's more, more would do well to follow in their footsteps. Yeah. Um, and they have very great beers. Not that, I mean, they're a very cool story. Modest has a cool story. Modest very is a cool story. beers. Yeah. Uda Pills has a very cool story. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous brewery, exceptional German European style beers. And Falling Knife is just of course. one of the funnest nights I've ever had at a single brewery in my life. And I cannot wait to talk to Dan again. So we have an excellent slate of episodes lined up. So uh, now, Brian, I love that you said this This brewery was the last one you went to. Are we doing yes. this whole thing memento style? Are you going going from the 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 your last to your first? Or is it? Um, let me see. Uh, or maybe you just did it when people no, were available. <laughs> no, we are... No, we we actually this is last, and then everything else is in order after this. Oh, okay, very good. I went to modest Uda Pills, Fair State, Falling Knife, Lake Monster, and that. All right, so, yep. So so the further in we get, the well, it'll be like what what happened? When was I there? But you have to. It's good thing you took notes. Yes, yes, I have handy notes here. Yeah. Uh, So, guys, thank you so much, Ethan and Glenn, for co-hosting. Looking forward to these Twin Cities episodes with you. Do you want to plug your podcast before well, we get I, out of here? I heard your most recent guest was exceptional, handsome. Yeah, yeah. Well, lovely, I mean, we, we had a lot of great guests, but the last one was someone uh, who is, it was great because we were able to do sort of cross-reference stuff uh, because he uh, has his own podcast and he mm-hmm. is you. Um, and, <laughs> and, and we've actually had a number of guests uh, who have been co-hosts of this show. Friends um, of the pod. And, and interestingly enough, uh, Coming up really soon, we're going to have the original host of Bruce Less Traveled back on again because she sent us some free beer. Uh, so that's the b- easiest way to get on the podcast is to send us beer. And we're like, okay, well, that's, you're, you're officially a sponsor and you're going to be on the show. Um, we've had a few questions on here as to why Ethan and I are wearing the same shirt uh, because they could only see the, the top part of it. And actually, you're doing a very good job there, Ethan. I'm going to do another Beautiful. thing over here. And give them an even better view of it. This is our this go. is our uh, logo. We're the Beer Avengers podcast. Up in the the one corner, you can see that we're it's the Beer Avengers. That's where we're on all the social medias, thebeervengers.com as well. Um, but that that is the the t shirts that we are wearing are are uh, are are that's our logo. So that's why we're doing it. Um, since uh, Brian decided he wanted to have the Beer Avengers on, we brought a little more uh, Beer Avengers stuff here. I was going to say, so feel free to come and join us. We are just a bunch of people who love to talk about beer and talk about our misadventures in beerdom. Uh, we are Beer Ventures, you are Beer Ventures, and we'd love to have you anytime you'd like to come and join us. But you can find us every single Wednesday right here on the live stream, as well as for those of you listening on the podcast, we'll be in your ears there too. Yes. I also want to thank, I think I saw someone in here. We, uh, we just recently uh, reached a, I don't know if it's a milestone or whatever. We just, we just passed 300, uh, followers on instagram and our 300 follower is in this room tonight oh oh look at that yeah shout out to person 300 mr mrs however you refer to yourself well she was here at the beginning she might have she might have left i can't i can't see her there now but anyway 
Okay. Uh, but, well, but she has been here tonight. To she's not here now. Yes. Cool. Well, of course, thanks to Lake Monster for great beers for this of first course. episode. You can check out more from them at lakemonsterbrewing.com. You can find more from us at bruvana.com. That's also where you can join the beer club and get great beers just like these shipped to you on a monthly basis. You also get access to the live stream where you could join in here and ask questions of our guests uh, or just, you know, heckle us in the chat if, if you want to come and voice your opinion that way. We're, 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 we're people of the people here. You could also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Untapped, and YouTube at Bruvana. We'll be back next week with some great beers from two of our featured breweries that we mentioned earlier, Udapils and Modest, and we'll be joined by a guest from Modest. Uh, until then, be safe, be kind, and support your local breweries. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers.